ID the Future, a podcast about evolution and intelligent design. Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I'm Andrew McDermott. Today, how has Christianity contributed to the rise of modern science? What do the latest scientific discoveries tell us about the existence of God? Can human engineering help us better understand the machinery of life? These questions and more will be the subject of Discovery Institute's annual Dallas Conference on Science and Faith. Here to tell us more about it is Discovery Institute's own Emily Reeves. Emily is a biochemist, metabolic nutritionist, and aspiring systems biologist. Her doctoral studies were completed at Texas A&M University in biochemistry and biophysics. Emily is currently an active clinician for metabolic nutrition and nutritional genomics at Nutriplexity. And she's also working with colleagues at Discovery Institute to promote the integration of engineering and biology. Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Andrew. It's great to be here. Well, first, what is the history of the Dallas Science and Faith Conference? The Dallas Science and Faith Conference, it got started a couple years back, partly due to Discovery Institute just having several full-time staff in that area as well as many donors and fellows in the region. Since its beginnings, like four years ago, the conference has been growing every year. And this year, we're particularly excited to be heading back down to Dallas for a fully in-person conference on science and faith. As some of our listeners might know, uh, last year, the Dallas Science and Faith Conference had to be moved entirely online after all the pipes burst following Texas' encounter with the polar vortex. So we're really excited to be going down again this year. Yes, it's, uh, it's a special thing to be uh, in the same room with other people. Uh, used to be something we took for granted, but not anymore. Um, That's right. and, and, and Texas <laughs> is just a, a great state. You know, it's a special place for me, too. I spent 11 years there after moving over from my homeland, Scotland. And the people are just so friendly, and there's a great sense of freedom there. It's an awesome place for a conference. That's right. Yeah, I did my graduate work at Texas A&M University, so Texas has a special place in my heart. That's great. Well, who is speaking this year at the conference? So we have a great lineup of speakers. Steve Meyer, best-selling author of Darwin's Doubt, Signature in the Cell, and his latest work, um, Return of the God Hypothesis. He will be our keynote speaker. And he's going to be sharing about one of the founders of modern science, Isaac Newton, and probably covering some talking points from his recent book, Return of the God Hypothesis, as well. Yes, Dr. Meyer is a wonderful teacher, and his new book is a crucial story that is really well told. Can you give us a brief summary of Eric Hedin's talk? I am personally really excited for Eric's talk. I haven't heard him speak before and want to know more details of his story. Just as a little teaser, Eric was a physics professor at Ball State University and received a letter from an atheist who had discovered that Eric was exposing students to an evidence-based case for design and purpose in one of his courses. So this dramatic story that unfolded has been told in Eric's recent book, Cancelled Science, and he'll be speaking on some of those talking points at the Dallas Science and Faith Conference. Okay. Yeah, and that's something that really resonates with folks these days. There's a lot of cancellations going on, and his story is uh, quite poignant. 
Well, uh, Ray Boland will also be speaking on the natural limits of genetic change. Is that right? That's right. Um, Ray Boland's book was quite pivotal in the early days. And so we're especially excited this year to have him kind of giving us some updates and speaking publicly about that. Okay. Now, I know you also work closely with uh, Brian Miller. Can you tell us what Brian will be talking about? Of course. Yeah. So Brian's talk is going to be sort of a synthesis of the strides and advancements that have been made this past year on the increased integration of engineering with biology. So Brian's talk is titled The Unreasonable Effectiveness of Engineering in Biology. And that basically means he is going to kind of take us through or explain how engineering is sort of uncannily appropriate to understand and explain biology. And the reason that it's kind of uncannily appropriate is because it's likely that biology itself is engineered. It's always exciting to listen to Brian's insights. I know whenever he's around, I just uh, just like to, to bathe in, in his uh, wisdom and in all the literature that he's read and kept up with and just how he sees it and the perspective. And he's really excited because of the direction that things are headed. Uh, there's so much design intuition being revealed in engineering these days. Well, I also see your husband, Daniel Reeves, is on the lineup. That's right. Daniel's going to be speaking about how doing great science actually leads and inspires us in our faith. I've seen his slides, <laughs> and definitely you don't want to miss this one. Um, it's going to be an outstanding talk for any junior high or high school student, even parents for that matter, who are looking to have more justification for why it's fine to be not agreeing with everyone else in the room when it comes to topics of science and faith. So it's a great talk to kind of inspire courage and think through um, how you might maintain your position um, through college and maybe even graduate school. Such an important message for young people today that it's actually a great time to be a person of faith who loves science. You can do both. Imagine that. That's right. So there is a complete separate youth track during the breakout sessions. So like the keynotes are all together and then the breakout sessions, there's a youth track. So for the junior high and high schoolers, they do have their own talks. I believe one is by Brian Miller, which as we already talked about, he's so enthusiastic. You just can't help but get energy from him. And then yeah. the second talk will be by Daniel on how doing great science leads to and inspires faith. That's awesome. Well, Emily, what are you going to be talking about at this year's conference? Yeah, so I'm going to be talking about how there are actually signatures of design in the way that energy in nature is like absorbed and then used to power different living organisms. So living systems like ourselves or our dog or the bacteria, they all run off energy, just like laptops and cars, only the mechanisms are different. So just like solar panels generate energy, which then, you know, powers your laptop, plants capture sunlight, turn it into sugars, and then our bodies can use that for fuel. So 
what I'm going to be talking about is how one thing that's really important for the ID community to explain is why the energy pipeline between different organisms are similar or different. And so traditionally, like these similarities and differences have been attributed to historical relationships, like the pipelines, these energy pipelines are all similar because all organisms are related. But there are lots of other reasons why the energy pipelines across nature might be similar as well. For instance, one reason they might be similar is because their design might be optimal for a number of key constraints. So that might be the reason it's similar is because it actually all living organisms need to have nearly optimal energy pipelines. So yeah, wow. I'm really excited to be talking on this. Um, yeah, that and I, I've never heard it put quite that way. That's that's definitely a talk I want to hear. Um, that sounds like an interesting uh, entry point into the whole subject. Well, um, Casey Luskin is going to close us out here as we're talking about the conference. His talk is on aspects of design and geology. Uh, as we all know, Casey has a freshly minted PhD in geology from the University of Johannesburg. He'll probably throw in some fun tidbits about his time in South Africa. He had a lot of adventures getting that PhD. Yeah, that's right. And Casey's stories are the best. They really are. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a more humble, hard-working scientist and thinker than Casey. That's right. Yeah, he's always got his hands in so many different things. And I don't know how he does them all, but he does them all and does them so well. So we're super grateful to have Casey. And he's definitely an inspiration to me. Absolutely. Well, even at this point, listeners, if you're listening, there's still time to learn more about this conference and register. Just hop on at discovery.org. You'll see the big, uh, the big box there on the front, and you can go right to the place where you can learn more. Emily, anything else before we close here? Yeah, I hope we've sufficiently intrigued our listeners. This is definitely going to be an event you don't want to miss. Uh, I'd also love to just challenge you to invite doubting guests. So find the courage to ask someone you know who isn't sure about how God and science fit together. I joke that it can might be hard to find those people in Texas, but bring them out. Like we want to hear um, real questions, um, meet people who don't see eye to eye with us or have different ideas, and we want to encourage everyone that asking questions is always the right place to start. Absolutely, it's the beginning of of beautiful conversations. Questions, well. The intelligent design community has gone from strength to strength in recent years. Once often dismissed as fringe pseudoscience, the modern ID movement has really cemented its place as the main alternative hypothesis to the neo-Darwinian paradigm. The arguments are mature. They're more well-respected across the scientific and academic landscapes. And it's more international than ever before, with ongoing research projects and hubs in several countries around the world. So it really is an exciting time to to delve into the arguments for intelligent design. That's right. We are turning the tide. <laughs> and it really is an exciting time to hear what's going on in the ID community and to be a part of it. Like every day I wake up grateful to um, be a part of this community and be able to witness this time in history. It's such a great place to work. Well, Emily, thanks for joining us today and explaining all of this. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure to be here.
Well, for more details and to register for the conference, visit discovery.org. That's discovery.org. And you know, if you can't make it to Dallas in person, you can join us virtually. Selections of the conference will be available online live in a virtual setting. So there's that option too. And to listen to more episodes of ID the Future, subscribe anytime via your favorite podcast platform or just go to idthefuture.com. For ID the Future, I'm Andrew McDermott. Thanks for listening. Visit us at idthefuture.com and intelligentdesign.org. This program is Copyright Discovery Institute and recorded by Center for Science and Culture.